1: Kevin Hart
2: here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Deep Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's
3: yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. What if AI could help your business deliver mission critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. There
2: are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
4: Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified
2: customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.
5: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
6: What's up, everybody? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire! Tuesday, April 27th. Close to the draft. We got 48 hours to go. Very geeked for it. Monday's pod got a lot of positive and negative reaction. Clearly, uh, I don't know if Rob G saw this on his mentions on social media, but man, a lot of Mac Jones defenders out there. (laughs) I I had no idea there were that many. Um, or, Or it's, you know, the in Kyle Shanahan, we trust crowd. Or if Kyle wants this, let's do it. Kyle Shanahan says jump. I say how high. Like, that's the vibe I got. People are just like all in. They're like, oh, Jimmy G. You know, the young kids now. And I noticed my son and his friends do it when they're playing video games. Everything is just trash, you know. Um, oh, that guy's trash. His game is trash. And it's like Harsh. And all these guys on social media. Jimmy G is trash. Jimmy G is ass. I'm like, what are you talking about? Jimmy G was making $28 million a year playing quarterback in the NFL and went to the Super Bowl. When he's healthy, his record, I believe, in San Fran is 24-8 and eight when he's healthy as a starter. Only problem is he's not really that healthy. Um, but I'm just – I was stunned at the Jimmy G uh, reaction. I thought more people would be in agreement with me. But such is life. All right, we will do – a bit on the draft, possibly later, this Julio Jones stuff, moderately interesting. But I think we have to start the podcast today with perhaps the biggest story in the NBA. And, you know, we like try to start some brush fires over here. Um And Rob G. and I are always spitballing, most, mostly throughout the day, over text. What do you think? What about this? And I'm usually like, oh, I got nothing, man. I don't see anything. And I'm like disappointed that there's nothing huge. And then Rob G coming in, firing on all cylinders. Oh, well, Chris Paul, did you see what he did to the Knicks last night? Like, yeah, he he won. He had 20 points. And then Rob G's like, yeah, he's first team All-NBA for me. And that's when I get my stories to bump up when Rob G is peddling that kind of garbage. Listen, I'm probably a little lower on everybody than Chris Paul, mostly because of his history of postseason failures and injuries. And I know you can't blame the injuries on Chris Paul, they just happen. Injuries happen to everybody in the playoffs. It stinks. That being said, there is a narrative that Chris Paul tries so friggin' hard in the regular season. Every game means so much to him. He exerts so much energy in the regular season. In this marathon 82-game sprint, yes, 72 this season, that Chris Paul tries so much harder than the rest of the stars around the league that his teams instantly rise to the top. We saw it when he went to the Clippers. We saw it when he went to Houston. We saw it when he went to OKC. Yes, they were a very good regular season team last year. And we're seeing it again this year in Phoenix. It's, it's undeniable. Chris Paul is a great point guard. Now, you want to get interesting, you say, okay, he's amazing. Where does Chris Paul rank all time? Uh, among all-time point guards, because he does never ring. He's never been to the finals. But, man, is he a hella good regular season player. Four times all-NBA first team. Four times all-NBA second team. Seven time all-NBA first team defense. You know, that's not quite Kobe numbers, but it's up there, especially for a point guard in a league where a lot of point guards don't defend or even try to. And, yes, I know. Everybody loves to say, well, Steph Curry isn't a good defender, and they got to hide him, and teams attack him, and blah, 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 blah. Fair enough. Steph Curry has absolutely eviscerated Chris Paul head-to-head. I don't want to hear anything about it. Uh, They're they're not in the same sentence. Chris Paul is a great, great player. He's not on the level of, of Steph Curry. As a scorer, I don't think as a leader. Because if you remember, and this matters, people want to go play with Steph Curry. Kevin Durant wanted to go to Golden State to play with Curry. Um, Just a quick reminder. Chris Paul got in numerous altercations with Blake Griffin, and apparently they still don't like each other. Um, Chris Paul got in a famous beef with James Harden. Uh, Chris Paul has gone head-to-head with Curry, and they apparently don't like each other. I know they give each other shout-outs on social media. I get it. Heat of the moment is different, but... Chris Paul is one of these guys, man. You love to be on the team with him. Love it. Until he starts riding you hard. And he's just way too hard on everybody because he acts like LeBron, but he don't win like LeBron. You know? He's in that banana boat crew. Dwayne Wade, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul. Like, it's okay to ride teammates the way LeBron does and get on their case and, and be, yell and be the leader. I get that. But you have to be awesome. To do that. And Chris Paul, regular season awesome. I Haven't seen it in the playoffs. And I know there's been injuries. Um, Obviously, the Rockets won against that loaded Warriors team with KD. That will go down as one of the closest, uh, toughest defeats of Chris Paul's career. They go up 3-2. He showboats in Curry's face, hitting a late three and then like a minute later pulls his hamstring and doesn't get to play in game six and seven. The basketball gods would not allow it. That being said, Chris Paul is still a very, very, very good player. I don't think you can put him above, obviously, Magic, Curry, Isaiah Thomas, um, Oscar Robertson, you know, some people call him a combo guard. I think Iverson's more of a combo and a two. John Stockton is the interesting one. Jason Kidd is interesting. So, Rob G., I'm going to bring you in. Before we break down your nonsense about Chris Paul first-team All-NBA, where are you on Chris Paul versus, say, John Stockton and Jason Kidd in the pantheon of great point guards?
4: I think that Chris Paul is definitely a notch above Jason Kidd. Um, John Stockton, it's a tougher case to make because he played with one team his whole career. And he formed arguably the most devastating scoring duo in NBA history, you know, with him and Crom Malone. So it, it, that's a tougher case to make. And John Stockton, I know people don't like to admit it, or maybe they're not aware because he's a six foot, nothing unathletic white guy, but <laughs> he was an incredible basketball player and he was a great defender. So, that one's a little bit tough. I'd have to really dive deep into the numbers, and then again, you know, Chris Paul's career is still being written. Um, right now, I'd have Stockton ahead of Chris Paul, but I think he, w- I would, have, I would have CP ahead of uh, uh, Jason Kidd.
0: I
6: right, well, I'm disagreeing on Jason Kidd. First of all, Stockton career leader, I believe, in assists and steals in NBA history. Neither of those records are going to be broken because he played forever, as you said. You know. um athletic white guy, but by the way, he played 82 games like f- 13 times. I mean, the guy never took days off. Just a physical marvel despite his 60170 170 stature, um, which is not that much bigger than me. Um, as for Jason Kidd, I know he was ridiculed as called Asen Kidd because he had no J, meaning no jumper, you can't use the J in Jason, but you want to hype up Chris Paul's defensive credentials? Jason Kidd, four-time All-NBA, first-team All-Defense. Five-time All-NBA, second-team defense. defense. This guy did win a title. I know it was late in his career. Five times All-NBA, first-team point guard. Now, I know that was in between Magic. Uh, It it was like after Magic and Isaiah and before um, LeBron and the league really turned into a point guard league. I'm sorry, not LeBron, Steph Curry. Uh, Curry didn't take over for a while. And, uh, you know, he was kind of before Chris Paul became a superstar. But Jason Kidd is, uh, come on, that guy's a legend. I I certainly have Jay Kidd over uh, Chris Paul. And again, that's not a knock. I'm not slamming Chris Paul because I have Hall of Famers above him. But I think my bigger beef, uh, uh, Rob G, is with you proclaiming Chris Paul's first team All-NBA this year. And I know there's still 10, 12-ish games left. But I think several of the spots are locked. We know Curry is a stone-cold lock first team. We know Giannis, stone-cold lock. Embiid, Jokic. I think four of the positions are taken. Where it gets interesting, Rob G, is if you want to put Chris Paul first team all NBA, you are now leaving people off the number one team in the East. That would be Harden, Kyrie, who your boy uh, Rob Parker's caping up for, and James Harden, and you're leaving off everybody on the Utah Jazz, who are also the number one seed in the West. So the not the top two seeds in each conference not represented in all NBA, and I mean the Jazz have basically led the sucker wire to wire. I I I don't listen. This gets difficult. With the whole first place, how do you reward them? But neither of the first place teams is going to get the MVP. Neither is going to get first team All-NBA. I, it almost feels a little, how do I say this politely, disrespectful, Rob.
4: Oh, are you done now? You, you got that out of your, off your chest? You feel better I about did. what you just yes, said? I definitely needed to. Look, let's start off with the Brooklyn Nets none of those three guys have played enough games to be considered for first-team All-NBA. This Kyrie? Is, no, he has not played enough. I think he's missed 17 games. And, Joe, and Joel Embiid's missed more than that. Yeah, but Joel Embiid has been much more dominant when he's been on the court than Kyrie Irving has. So that's, that's one. I mean, this is going to be a strange year because you're not going to have LeBron James, I think, is not under consideration for first-team. Anthony Davis won't be. Kevin Durant won't be. James Harden won't be. I mean, those are arguably four of the top <laughs> five players in the NBA who you can't even have a legitimate conversation about whether or not they belong first team all NBA because they've been hurt. Where I think this really gets tricky. And again, I the Jazz, forget about them. Donovan Mitchell has had a great season. He has not been. A first team All NBA caliber player this season, I don't think. What don't, about what about the stifled Tower, Rudy Gobert? Yeah, but he's a front court player. So how you know? There's two guards. Uh, do you think there'll be a push for Rudy Gobert
6: over Embiid?
4: Uh there could be, but I think that Embiid would have won MVP had he played enough games this season, and because he did not, I think that's why Jokic is going to run away with it. Jokic. I mean, I've heard people say this is. The uh, season's all about Ben Endurance, and nobody has endured more than Nikola Jokic this season. I think that uh
6: know. Okay. Gobert, I believe, has played in 59 of 60 games. Um, I, I, He has the highest player efficiency rating on the Jazz, but it only ranks 18th in the league. Behind Valanchunas, Kyrie, uh, Clint Capella, who's been dominant on a um on a Hawks team that's actually going to the playoffs. But um okay, fair enough. uh MB does lead the league in player efficiency rating, Jokic is second.
4: Right. So, what I, where I think it comes down to for that last guard spot is Luka Doncic, mm. Damian Lillard, mm. and Chris Paul. In my opinion, that's where it, that's where you're going to decide who gets that last spot. And to me, Luca puts up Gotti numbers, but the offense, the whole team is built around him, so he's gonna get numbers regardless. Kind of like the same way that Atlanta and Trey Young gets numbers. Like when you have the ball that much and everything is built around you and you're orbiting the sun, you know, you're gonna put up numbers. Okay, Dame Lillard, I think would have had a good case had the Blazers not slipped recently. And it's not to his, you know, he pulled a hamstring, so it's kind of hard to blame him. But I think that's gonna be counted against him. The Phoenix Suns as of this morning, are only one and a half games out of the top seed in the Western Conference. The Phoenix Suns, who both you and I said before the season that we didn't understand the Chris Paul trade. are like, oh, so you're going to get a 35-year-old point guard, give him $40 million a year just to make the eighth seed and get smacked by the Lakers in the first round? Like, We didn't believe in what they might become. And the only reason why they are where they are, which I've said numerous times, on this podcast, on The Odd Couple, on Fox Sports Radio. The only difference maker on that roster is Chris Paul. Hmm. Chris Paul single-handedly turned and also ran team a middle-of-the-road, no-man's-land, not quite bad enough to be the worst team in the NBA, but not a playoff or a legitimate contender, a definitive middle-of-the-road team into arguably the best team in the Western Conference.
6: Hmm. Okay. That's a convincing case. Let me push back a little bit. Okay. So I'm really curious where the advanced uh, stats community comes in. So obviously, you know the stat win shares, Jokic running away with it. Curry seventh, Chris Paul ninth, Damian Lillard 10th. I mean, it's a minuscule difference 7.5 or 7.4. That's in win shares. Um, by the way, Zion Williamson, who deserves some uh, first team consideration is top five in, like, every advanced stat category. Just putting that out there. Um, Defensive win shares is, I think, where Chris Paul gets a huge edge on Damian Lillard. The Blazers, much to my chagrin, are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And um, Damian Lillard not playing a ton of defense. So offensively, I give Lillard the edge, but CP3 gets the edge defensively. And so I'm assuming, Rob, that you're giving the Suns being number two in the West in what's pretty much a stacked conference, I think the West we both agree is much better than the East, right? Oh, a thousand percent. And and so that's where CP three gets the edge over over Dame. And you know, I don't know. I, 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 box plus minus. I don't even really know what that is. It's an advanced stat that people reference all the time. Damian Lillard's fifteenth, Chris Paul's twentieth. Box plus minus. Um, yeah it's hard I to mean, that go down argument if you
4: don't know what it means
6: I, I don't know now I do know the, the usage rate stat which is interesting and Damian Lillard's ninth and Chris Paul is not in the top 20 like Chris Paul clearly has a better team I mean hell there would be people who agree that Devin Booker is a better player than Chris Paul is that a better season Devin Booker by the way was phenomenal against the Knicks um, 33 points you know I don't want to say he's like the second best shooting guard in the league, but uh, he might be. Devin Booker's that good. And how can you give Chris Paul, who is a clutch player, made some big clutch shots against the Knicks, how can you give him first team over D-Book? Like, wasn't Booker the all-star and Chris Paul didn't make it?
4: No, you have it backwards. Chris Paul backwards, was, Chris yeah, okay. Chris Paul was Paul in and Devin All-Star. Booker was an injury replacement for Anthony And Davis. that's
6: that's the guy that everybody was like, how is Booker not in the all-star? Remember all the players were like Correct. defending the— yeah, so I, I just—he's not even the best player on his team. Most important, sure, but Dame is definitely the best player. Luca, without him, I mean by a mile, is the best player. I, I, I don't know. I, I like. We're, we're, remember what happened to OKC in the playoffs last year? You know, they got smoked. Did they? I mean, they pushed. Did well, yeah, they get they were, well, they were down 2-0, and then Dennis Schroeder bailed them out, uh, bringing them back, and then Lou Dort had a game, and Chris Paul was not even like one of the three best players in the series. I, I don't want to call him a regular season guy, but tell me the playoff series that Chris Paul's ever made a difference. Now, you could say, well, Jason, it's just the regular season, but how many times do we do this? Give guys regular season awards, the playoffs come, Said guy soils his pants and vomits all over himself, and we're like, "Why did we vote that guy?" When the playoffs matter than more than anything. I don't know. Think of an NFL player who always crushes in the regular season and then the playoffs comes up empty. I don't. I mean, Peyton some going to
4: yell. At Aaron. Oh come on! I mean, I. But here's the thing: you're making two different arguments. If you want to say the playoff success or failures against Chris Paul, you want to hold against him, that's fine. But that's something you hold against him when you're comparing him to Jason Kidd or John Stockton like you did earlier. If you're making the discussion about this season, all NBA, who deserves that last guard spot? All I got and you want to bring up Devin Booker. Devin Booker, like I said, is the Zach Levine of the West. He will give you great stats on a terrible team year in, year out. Before Chris Paul got there, He had won more than 24 games in his career one time. He won 34 games last year, which was the pinnacle of Devin Booker's career. And the only reason they got the 34 wins is because they went 8-0 in the bubble with no fans, and everybody started shooting out of their minds because they had no pressure on them. Each one more. Yeah. Shout out to TJ Warren. Okay? (laughs) But with Chris Paul, everywhere he goes... He affects winning, unlike anybody not named, what, LeBron James and probably James Harden. Now, the, this is from StatMuse. This is even three weeks old, so the, the, the stats are even better now than what they, they were at the time. When Chris Paul got to the Hornets the year before, they had a 220 win percentage, 46% winning afterwards when he was there. The Clippers, mm. 390, up to 60%. The Rockets, who were very, very good. They were a, a perennial second or third, you know, second-round team in the playoffs. Yep. 67% win percentage.
6: 67, yeah.
4: Chris Paul gets there. 79% win percentage. The OKC Thunder, 59 win percentage. And that was when they had, you know, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, you know, so they had a pretty good team for a long time. Chris, uh, Chris Paul gets there. 61 so he made an already good team even better, and that's after subtracting Russell Westbrook, who had been their best player. Phoenix, 46%. He gets there. This Again, this is for three weeks ago. 72% win percentage. So say what you want about his stats. I know he doesn't put up the biggest numbers. He, he's If you want to put him stat for stat against uh, Luka Doncic or, or, or Damian Lillard, even with advanced stats, I don't think he really matches up to them. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about impact and impacting a game, I don't think there's anybody that has a better case this season than Chris Paul.
6: Huh. That listen, I you this is probably listen, Rob, G you make some decent arguments, okay? Obviously. Uh, that's why we love to chop it up and argue with each other all the time. Um I would say this is probably your most compelling argument. <laughs> um, and it's weird because I don't even think you're a Chris Paul guy, are you? No.
4: No. Yeah.
1: TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be
5: what are you looking for in a new smart tv 4k picture quality high quality and immersive sound a sleek design
3: With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X, and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at IBM.com/consulting. IBM, let's create.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
6: I just find him insufferable. And that's probably why I'm um, slow to warm up to your uh, first-team All-NBA take, just simply because I'm not a fan of his work. Um, He just seems insufferable, you know? And again, maybe I'm just, I have such a soft spot for guys like uh, Curry and what happened with Blake Griffin. Do you remember, wasn't there an incident after he left the Clippers where he got thrown out of a game and then he and someone else um, nearly got into it with, was it Blake Griffin when he went to Detroit? Like there was something that happened at Staples Center and he was at the center of it. And I'll never forget game, I think it was game six in Houston and the Warriors had to go back to Houston for game I think it was game six, and there was no Durant. And everybody thought, oh, my gosh, geez, Warriors, they're in trouble. And I'm pretty sure Steph Curry showed up to get up shots like at 9 o'clock at night or in the afternoon or evening, and Chris Paul went and made them kick Curry out so Chris Paul could get up shots the night before the game.
4: Do you remember this? I do. And I also yeah. remember the locker room story. I can give that to you when you're done with this.
6: Right. So, you know, it's things like this that just irk me. Um, he just, he just seems like a dick, you know? And I know that shouldn't matter. Jason, remove the emotion. Just look at the numbers. Well, if you trust the numbers, yes, Chris Paul is one of the biggest difference makers in the regular season. I need to stress that in the league. Um if you take Dame off Portland, they basically become Phoenix without Chris Paul. If you take Luca off the Mavs, well, I think they drop even even lower. They're probably um, the one
4: of the worst teams in the league without Luca.
6: Yes. Um, I just this is tough. I'm gonna probably have to reserve judgment. I'm gonna lean toward Rob G making his best argument. Yes, and and Chris Paul, uh, you know. Luckily, it's it's going up against uh, Dame and uh, Luca because if it were against Zion Williamson, I'm telling you right now, all the stats favor Zion, and I know they're like 11th in the West because their coach stinks and you know the roster's garbage. But we we predicted that. We saw that coming a mile away. Um, I, I I'd like to get Zion on that team. Let's see how many games Embiid plays down the stretch. Now, uh, tell me this fun story about uh, Steph Curry versus uh, CP3 and then Chris Paul in the bowels of Staples.
4: While the uh, Steph Curry one that you told it exactly right. You know, he was going to get his shots up per usual and Chris Paul decided, no, nah, I'm going to get my shots up and I'm going to use your side of the court, <laughs> you know, just to play a little mind game with you. and Such that didn't really an work. asshole. And but it backfired. The better story is um, it was the Rockets and the Clippers in the locker room mm. and anyone who's ever been a Staples center knows that there's a kind of a backway entrance into their locker between the visiting locker and the home locker room. Yes. And if you are a member of the Clippers, you know exactly how that works. And so what happened was Clint Capella acted as like a diversion that allowed Chris Paul to go through the back hallway in an attempt to uh, attack Austin Rivers.
6: Oh, that's right. Austin Rivers. Yes. And, Great um, memory
4: it was ultimately unsuccessful but the intent was there and that for that alone yeah. i think uh, you got to give him a round of applause for, and for and
6: and this like is that. another thing like he played with austin rivers right they were teammates on the clippers i'm almost certain uh, with doc as the coach right correct yeah and it, it was such an awful experience for austin rivers probably cuz he didn't play defense or hustle um that he wanted to him and chris, he probably said something really nasty to chris paul um and they were ready to th- throw fists um yeah, I don't know, I mean, know, in all man.
4: fairness, though, who hasn't wanted to punch Austin Rivers?
6: I Let, let me say, um, you know you do projections of players coming out of college. I was so in love with Austin Rivers' game at Duke. Dude, nobody could stay in front of his crossover. Uh, in a one-on-one space, he's unstoppable. The guy is super, super talented. And then he gets to the NBA, and it's like... I mean, he literally would have his head down dribbling, Rob. And he would just not look to pass to anyone. And... Then his defense was passive at best, and it just went downhill. Now he has shown up in spurts. I think he's had a couple big games. He's gone over thirty a bunch of times. He might have had a forty-point game, and he played well for the Knicks earlier this year. Um, but it, it, super interesting that anybody, anybody who plays with Chris Paul leaves him and is just like, oof. Well, speak- and what do you think? What do you think about this? Is it interesting that as as good of friends
4: as LeBron and Chris Paul are? that LeBron's never tried to get him on his team? Well, he did try this past offseason. They just couldn't make it work because his salary is so big. You know, it's kind of it's Listen, really difficult man, to match LeBron salaries ever, on a $40 million <laughs> when contract. When has LeBron ever not gotten something he wanted? No, I just think it was mathematically impossible. Like, they would have had to sign and trade Kentavious Caldwell-Pope to like a $25 million contract and then throw in every other good player they had. So it would have been CP, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. And even then... You know, if you're Oklahoma City, why the hell would you want Contavious Caldwell Pope at $25 million a year?
6: Yeah, they'd be sitting him like they're sitting Al Horford in one of the most egregious tank jobs I can remember in the NBA. And let's quickly pivot. Uh, I was going to mention the Knicks, but who cares? They lost the winning streaks over Chris Paul, hit two prayers. Real quick, before we do Julio Jones, I just need to point out to some folks in what has been a quiet turn of events, not quite shocking, but just quiet. If you look at the NBA state, Minnesota was the worst team in the league forever, okay? Houston, if you followed the story, you know, early uh, on yesterday's pod, I mentioned um, they had an incident at the Booby Trap Strip Club in Miami, and they have now shut down John Wall. They are in full-on tank mode. Like, they are the meme of that tank skidding on ice. That's the Houston Rockets right now. Um, It's so funny. We talk about... Chris Paul being such a difference maker, Houston loses James Harden. And what happened to them? I mean, they went went from, you know, Russ and Harden last year to, I don't even know who the hell's playing for the Rockets now. They now have the worst record in the league. Minnesota playing well now with um, former Laker D'Angelo Russell. That's right. One of of Rob G's favorite guys of all time. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns. And Anthony Edwards, who, by the way, is making the Rookie of the Year case interesting. Timberwolves now actually half a game up on Orlando for the third spot. And remember, people, Minnesota's pick goes to the Warriors if it's outside the top three. So, yes, the Golden State Warriors in a draft that's basically considered a five-person draft could get the fourth pick. Of course, we know Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State, Mobley, USC, uh, Jalen Green in the G League, and then Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. The other kid is Kuminga, who's also in the G League. A bit more of a project. The Warriors would not want him if they're trying to contend. Um, he's a really talented player with a lot of upside, but they don't want him now uh, with Steph Curry's turning 34. I mean, if they got their hands on the Mobley kid out of USC, do you pair him with Wiseman? Do you trade him or Wiseman? Uh, do you trade the pick and Wiseman for... Bradley Beal, if he becomes available, the Warriors will have options. Just keep an eye on that pick. But um, OKC, uh, who Rob has has mentioned, um, the team who had Chris Paul last year, OKC now, 14 straight losses. And they are the fifth worst team in the league. They have all of the lottery picks for, what, the next decade? And uh, we'll see what they can do.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue.
5: it'll sure feel like it elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music radio and podcasts with the new roku pro series your senses aren't better your tv is
3: if your business needs a new application then developers will have to write code a lot of code if an application needs to be modernized then you'll need time resources and caffeine if that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code IBM. Let's create. Rob, let's
6: quickly go to the NFL. We didn't get to this on Monday's pod. It kind of broke early, early Monday morning. We didn't quite get to it. Julio Jones... Of the Atlanta Falcons, veteran receiver. Production has started to decline. He's not playing as many snaps as he used to. If you followed uh, Julio Jones's career, he's one of the seminal receivers of this generation. Uh, Certainly a Hall of Fame lock. He's, I don't know, is he in that uh, Calvin Johnson class, would you say, Rob?
4: Oh, I think he's better than Calvin Johnson, you know, in his career. I don't know if, like, individually he's a better receiver, but as far as career, he's had a much better career than Calvin Johnson.
6: Uh, He did go to the Super Bowl, should have a Super Bowl ring, but uh, we don't want to bash Kyle Shanahan any further. Um, He's open. Now, it was unclear if he's open to a trade or they're looking for a trade partner or he gave the okay that they could trade him. I don't know. What was your read on that, Rob? Because remember, this is NFL Draft Week. Smokescreen season is in full mother bleeping effect.
4: Well, when I first saw the headline, I also thought it was a smokescreen. I thought, hey, we're just trying to drum up interest. Maybe we can get a first round pick for this guy. Until I saw that it wasn't just Ian Rappaport who floated it out. It was also Albert Breer. It was also Peter King. So three friends of the show who are all very reputable reporters. Mm. So then I started to believe it a little bit. But then late last night, Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot does an interview with a local news station. And they ask him about it. Say, hey, you know, what's this going on with Julio Jones? Are you guys accepting calls on him? Because that's what's being flowed out, that they are taking calls on anybody who wants to trick Julio Jones. And to his credit, he gave arguably the most honest answer that I think a GM could give in that situation. He says, look, we're in a difficult cap situation. That's just the circumstance. When teams call about any player, we have to listen. So it doesn't seem (laughs) like they really want to get rid of him but they understand that they are in salary cap hell. They only have a few guys who are actually worth anything on the open market. And if they can find a way to save themselves $15 million against the cap this season, I think they're going to have to think about it. And, uh, I would be shocked at this point if he is a Falcon next season.
6: Oh, come on. Jeez. I, that, that is a That's a quantum leap you're making. Remember that show with Scott Bakula in the eighties? Of course you don't, you weren't (laughs) even born. Um, what what kind of message are you sending if you're, I mean, the heart, who's the heart and soul of that team? Julio or Matt Ryan? Julio. Okay. You're dump You get a new GM. You get a new coach, both first time head coach, first time GM. There was talk about them going quarterback at four and now you're dumping Julio Jones. Why don't you just start over? Like, what are you doing? Dumping Julio? Now I know Calvin Ridley's really good. Um, but I don't see why they don't make one more push. This almost feels like the, the new guy's trying to outthink the room. You remember the guys got to Green Bay? Uh, what's his face? Uh, the new coach there, LaFleur, goes there. And what do they do? They're like, oh, huh, we're, g- we're going to invest in a backup quarterback in the first round, and then we're going to get a, another running back. Like, we're going to do everything we can to not help our star quarterback, who's a legend, Aaron Rodgers. Like, Matt Ryan's been there forever due to his cap situation. He ain't going nowhere. So you're going to take away Julio Jones? What? Is Arthur Blank all of a sudden, like, open to starting over? Hey, Arthur, do you remember what life was like in the 80s as a Falcons fan? Just because you guys got lucky with Matt Ryan in the draft and went to a Super Bowl and you went to a bunch of playoff games, like, it can be really brutal in the wilderness if you don't have a star quarterback. And if you... Want to make Matt Ryan unhappy? Sure, get rid of Julio Jones. Yeah, great idea. Now, I don't know what he's got left in the tank. He is only 32. And I was looking up some of his stats. Like He hasn't cratered. He hasn't fallen off a cliff. Uh, I don't think he's quite the caliber receiver like, say, a Randy Moss who can go from Rob G's Raiders to the Patriots and put up historic numbers. I don't know if he's capable of that. Um, but he can be a very, very good receiver on a playoff team. He could still be a number one. I mean, I don't think he's going to want to go to, like, my Jets, who have all the cap room in the world because they stink, um, and be like a grown-up in a locker room full of young kids. But, damn, if I could get my hands on Julio Jones for a young quarterback like Zach Wilson, oh, that would be amazing. Julio, they got the Denzel Mims, uh, Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder. Uh, now, Rob G is sending me texts to stop talking about the Jets again. Um, I don't know, Rob. My guess is Julio's not going anywhere. And this is just, you know, idle chit chat to see if you can generate some kind of uh, sweet offer. But who's backing up the Brinks for a 32 year old receiver?
4: Uh, that would be my John Gruden, who's willing to <laughs> back up the Brinks truck for a 32 year old receiver. He did the same thing for Antonio Brown already. And so I would not be and shocked. That's
6: ended in spectacular fashion. You
4: act like that'll stop him. You know, they they, they drafted terribly with uh, Cleland Furl in the first round. They reached oh, for gosh, him. Oh, what a reach. And yeah. then they followed up the following year by reaching for um, uh, Arnett, the cornerback. Oh, goodness. What a disaster. So
6: um, I also need to add, did you see the report on your Raiders that Gruden is out on players who opted out? Did you see that? I saw that the Pittsburgh is is out on that as well. Well, it's interesting that Gruden would come out and say that because a lot of people in some mock drafts had kind of pegged Micah Parsons from Penn State to uh, the Raiders because you know John Gruden likes toughness. He likes football guys who are going to hit, smash, and all those Chucky isms that were a deal when he was you know the Monday Night Football announcer. Um, but like personally. I have no I have no earthly clue what your Raiders are doing. At least my Jets have bottomed out. So if they went for Julio, would be like, hey, we're trying to grow up and get some veterans and make a quick push while the Patriots are still down. Miami doesn't know what they have with Tua and you know was just basically dangling him for Deshaun Watson. And maybe we stink it the playoffs with Big Ben's career coming to an end. Your Raiders are in a brutal division. I'm just going to put this out there quietly. You know, if you're deep into a 35-minute podcast, 40-minute podcast, like, maybe you'll pick this colonel up. I have a Denver Broncos uh, Super Bowl ticket. I know they're not going to win a Super Bowl with Drew Locke at quarterback, but should they fall ass-backward into a capable quarterback, that team has a ton of talent. Quietly, they had an amazing offseason. Rob, without question, your Raiders are the worst team in the AFC West. We know the Chiefs are one— I think we both agree the Chargers are two. The Raiders are, I mean, they're headed for five wins. And I, I mean, I don't know how you get your, you need the jaws of life to get out of John Gruden's contract.
4: Well, quickly on the uh, whole opt out situation before we dovetail and finish this off on Julio. Uh, the Raiders flouted the COVID rules more than anybody in the NFL last season. <laughs> so that tells me that they don't think it was that big of a deal. And anybody who thinks it is a big deal, uh, I think they may think that they are, uh, what's the word, betas, and that's why we oh. don't want them in Vegas. I think that that's John Gruden's uh, attitude. But with Julio, I, I, I think that the reason why they're even considering and accepting calls on Julio, number one, save money. But I think that they know that there is a very, very good chance that they could have Justin Fields staring at them at number four. And I think it would behoove them to not take the hometown kid Build for the future. And if you're going to do that, there's no reason to keep Julio Jones around because you yeah, know you, so you, you're not so going to win So you're telling me you are endorsing the
6: Falcons, punting on this season, okay? Even though Drew Brees retired and the division is, you know, Tampa's to lose, but Carolina's in rebuild mode. I don't think anybody believes in the Saints. You're basically saying, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to be way over the cap. And we're going to get a quarterback for our future, and you know who really cares about this season?
4: Would you say that they are much better without Julio Jones than with him? Like he's really making that big of a difference? Well, no, them? no,
6: I'm I'm saying the combo they, they, but of they Julio can't they can't Justin do Fields. what
4: San Francisco was planning on doing with Jimmy Garoppolo.
6: Um, well, I I a I don't know that they feel as confident that Arthur Smith who, I mean, can we say he made uh, Ryan Tannehill? Um, Yes. I don't know. Ryan Tannehill was a top 10 pick and did nothing in Miami um, and and kind of refurbished his career, if you will, in Tennessee. But let's just say I have more faith in Kyle Shanahan than I do Arthur Smith. And at the same time, like, you're getting now the fourth best quarterback in the draft. But is he the fourth best quarterback? Well, the I, I mean, top three guys don't want him. Nobody else is trading up for him. Well, we talked At about this all yesterday. Of. Kyle
4: Shanahan believes more in Kyle Shanahan than he does any quarterback. That's what also it comes true. down to.
6: Yeah. Oof. I, I love this draft stuff. Uh, all right, guys. So this has been a good one. Um... I don't think, maybe we'll see. Maybe there's another level to Julio. We have a really good guest coming up tomorrow. You guys are going to like his stuff. Um, 48 hours to the draft. Get ready, folks. Uh, It's going to be a
0: blast. Uh, We will talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
2: Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything, even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown! Owner of a red sedan, please visit guest services. Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that? Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours.
3: Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC.
5: What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality, high quality and immersive sound, a sleek design. All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day. And regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros.
2: You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one.